1: Hi, I'm John
2: McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This
1: is Martina Navratilova.
2: I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. This is Jim Boyle, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. <laughs>
1: So Jim Boyle, one of our Kickstarter backers, to introduce episode 502. We can now keep a count because we've had 500. We can just keep going. Uh, Here on the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. We come to you before midnight. Catherine Whittaker, I can barely believe I'm saying that, uh, after our two 3am epics of previous nights. The reason for all that is we are currently midway through the evening session here, and uh, we thought what we would do is just, just sum up what's gone on so far and talk about our impressions of Serena Williams and Simona Hallett, which is a set and four-all uh, in the favour of uh, Serena Williams. I think but-
3: she's just gone 5-4, yeah. Hallett, which is... Bit of a, oh no, sorry, 4 or forty fifteen, 15. It's a triumph really because she was a breakdown at the start of this. Yeah, she has gone 5 4. Breakdown at the start of this second set, I think 2 1, Williams serving. Um, and it looked like, you know, could have been over yeah. all too quickly. And, and actually, um,
1: Hannah won the first game of the match. She broke Williams and then six games in a row. and
3: Which is exactly the same pattern as the Zverev Rownich match.
1: Oh, goodness me, yeah. You're right. Yeah, bizarre. because Vera got the first break on the board, and I mean, what happened? And then what happened to him?
3: It took him until I think it was six one. He was six one two love. So at that stage, he hadn't held serve. Yeah, this is a man whose serve we waxed lyrical about at length. <laughs> Just what I don't know how long was it ago? Two months ago? Yeah, a bit less um, when he won the World Tour Finals. I mean. Yeah, I digress from Halep Williams. She's just held for 5-4. They're having a sit-down. She's having a long... Uh, she's having a big exhalation of breath, Halep. But, yeah, real triumph of stickability that she's, uh, she's still in this. Well,
1: the, I mean, the head-to-head between these two is eight out of nine wins. Uh, eight out of nine matches, Serena Williams has won. Now, obviously, they haven't played for three years. Halep is a better player now. But there is still... There is a discrepancy in power... And when Serena Williams is on, I mean, that's the question mark. Is she on? Is she moving well enough? Well, Looks on to me. she wasn't that first set. I yeah. mean, you know, she's just teeing off. and
3: She hasn't played a world number one since 2013, oh, really, Serena Williams. I mean, she's largely because she's, she's been <laughs> the world been number it. one yeah. for, for that time. But I think she's loving the opportunity to play a world number one and to mm. make a point. Yes. You know, I mean, I know, I guess you could argue there isn't a point to be made because Halep herself has said... I think Serena's the world's best player. Yeah. And, and um, we, we
1: had the comical moment right at the start of the match where the players are introduced out onto the court and they said, the world, number one, and Serena Williams walked straight out <laughs> and then suddenly <laughs> realised and turned back and looked absolutely appalled at herself. And the, you know, horrified. it ended up with
3: Simona Halleck walking out, literally. I mean, she was... She was guffawing, wasn't she? Yeah, she was she laughing was, her head off. And I thought, oh, this is a good sign. She's yes. she's relaxed. She's obviously got a nothing to lose attitude out here. But and she probably did. But Serena was just too good. Just just you know, Serena's in that kind of form. I'm, said, not sure, I'm not sure anyone would have. Uh, it's four five love thirty. Well, it's,
1: it's the what I like about Halap is is how she's competing just generally. Whatever, and we end up with as a result for this match. She's just she seems like a happy space really on court she doesn't look full of anxiety the way she sometimes does you know she actually seems to to have taken a bit of pressure off herself in a way
3: yeah I mean even though she doesn't see them or certainly doesn't articulate them to us I think there are positives for her in not having a coach I think you know her being accountable only to herself I think there are. I think there are I mean she obviously sees negatives in that which I'm sure are there but I think there are good aspects of it
1: um,
3: yeah I, I mean I just, just keep being keep being you Simone Halep
1: yeah yeah and I, I think as well because we sometimes have talked about players that have been world number one over the years and not won a slam and Caroline Wozniacki one of those that banished that a year ago but you, it was so palpable the way the pressure lifted from Simona Halep once she got to number one and once she won a slam you know it doesn't it it is almost as though it doesn't really matter now. This is playing with the house's money. She still wants to succeed, but look what what sort of player we've got now that she is liberated without that pressure heaped on her shoulders. Set point, Halep. Yeah. Uh, um. The uh, the match you referred to earlier on today with, with Alexander Zverev was was so shocking. Mm. he was 6-1, 6-1 down and it was very similar to, to Burdick and Nadal yesterday it was today.
3: humiliating it was humiliating but <laughs> but I mean Burdick at least can take the positives of, it, positives of having in most people's eyes um, outperformed expectations by even reaching that match Alexander <laughs> Zverev is, is seriously not doing that um, and hey, look, you know there were a few people around here that thought Brownich had a chance at the very least today. Some people, some people, David, were predicting a Raonic Rotary. Right. But I'm not sure anybody thought it would be a, a humiliation for the world number three, four. four yeah. Um, which is, Halep's taken the second set, by the way. Yeah. One set point, took it, boom. Um, it was a humiliation. I know he, he rallied in that third set. And take it to a tiebreak, but I—I I, I was about to say questions to answer, but he was asked these questions and didn't really answer them in the press no. conference afterwards, um, it, which to which which was attended by Mary Carillo, because um, she was so eager to sort of get a feel for his demeanour, really, because he's chippy and defensive at the best of times. Um, he managed to just about hold himself back. Yes. from being really it, you, you felt like it could have gone that way with the right questions but oh to be on the fly on the wall with Ivan Lendl well, wow it, look, it
1: did look like Zverev very decided I'm just going to get through this press conference mm, like, I, I'm, it not, did. I'm not I'm not going to be interesting I'm not going to be chippy I'm just gonna I mean he was
3: chippy but yeah. by <laughs> relative to expectations it, it, yeah he did He gritted his teeth to an extent.
1: he sort of took it. Um, But I also think he... I would imagine he's probably a bit bereft at the moment because he did make reference to the shortness of the off-season and maybe a little bit of a hangover from the end of last season and the success he had. And he said, I wouldn't change it because obviously I loved it. But...
3: Wouldn't change it, but I will complain about it.
1: He also said that he... It's always a trade-off between having longer holiday and a shorter training block in the off-season. But this, yeah. this, this, this wasn't about things. Life isn't
3: perfect, that.
1: but this wasn't about that. To it me. wasn't. This was about delivering on the stage that you're on. Last night, Stefanos Tsitsipas, who had a, a very similar length season, you know, he 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 played the the next-gen finals and, and won it. Um, a week later, Zverev won the ATP Finals. Not that much different, you know. He he went out there and he just dealt with the the situation. And at the slams, Zverev is not doing that. It is as simple as that. And, it, and we we have we have multiple samples of it now. Um, and and he's got to find a way. And
3: today is, but and you know, from his perspective, it's all about. Well, from every tennis player, every sports person's perspective, it's all you know. It's all about the cliche of taking positives from stuff. Well, if the if the general trend is upward, even if you're not quite reaching your goals, there's something to take from that. If the general trend is <laughs> is a sharp decline, which is what today was. I mean, that was. Well, I mean, it was borderline unprofessional. He was completely unable to problem solve out there. We've seen a yes. lot of top players um, be in very challenging positions. Naomi Osaka against Suwaisho, we talked about that the other night. He didn't really even seem to try anything, did he? No. I mean, he just sort of said today that, "Oh my, you know, I couldn't, I didn't have any rhythm on my second serve, and that was tough." But it was an awful lot more than that. Vanich was brilliant, by the way, and I, I love the way he's playing. I love how much he's obviously embraced what Goran Ivanovic has to say um, because not all of these players are are willing to embrace change to their game especially, not, you know, Randich is 27 now and to have someone say you're not using your game right you know, I think Goran had an element of frustration with that with Thomas Burdick Mm. and Burdick was to an extent unwilling to take it on um, but Brownich has has said, "Okay, I've employed you for a reason. I'll make these changes." And I'm I'm so pleased for him because he he came into uh, the interview room with me earlier and um, first couple of questions I asked him, you know, about his form, how well he's playing, and he gave me really good but very Milos Raonic answers. You know, very structured, considered, methodical, pragmatic. Um, you know, talking about aggression and process and all of that and then I said, how tough's it been Milosh, the last couple of years watching these young guys come through and get talked about and having to on and off, pretty much sit on the sidelines and watch it happen and and just cross your fingers and hope that your time will come and suddenly suddenly he sort of clicked out of interview mode and, and clicked into sort of pouring your heart out mode and it's obviously 'Cause I don't think he could don't think he could put put a positive spin on it. Yeah. I think it has been awful. Um and I'm I'm delighted for him. Yeah. But boy oh boy, Sasha Zverev is I, 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 there are elements about him that that I enjoy. Um I think he has the potential to be very good for tennis, but too much about his attitude at the moment reeks of entitlement to me and I don't like that.
1: He, you talked about the problem-solving element. We've we've got a perfect example here of Simona Halep, a player against whom she's lost eight out of nine matches. She comes on the court, she loses six games in a row, first set six-one, and she's found a way to come back and make make this into a, a, a contest, a third set, um, and uh, and and that's that is the thing really with with Zverev at the moment. He. I'm sorry, if you've got a serve like that, if you've got a physicality like that, if you've got a game like that, you don't lose the first two sets, 6-1, 6-1. And and uh, Raonic was was very, very good. He weren't that good.
3: He didn't need to be. He was as good as he needed to be. He played a smart game. He was very good in terms of his tactics, I thought. yes. Um, Which was... uh, It wasn't just a sort of she kind of charged the net whenever possible it was a very smart approach to being more in the forecourt mm, um yes. but i I don't, I don't know we could we could pick apart a lot of what sasha zverev has to say about about himself and the the stuff about the offseason and everything but you know what was it four days ago he told us his body was absolute perfection
1: i think that so, was a joke though. i think that it, was a joke. I thought it was a joke. It was. was, It was. He he was making
3: fun of himself in the way he said. But what he was 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 calling
1: himself an asparagus because of his build. Okay. He was making fun of himself. But I. But look, I do think he has a very high opinion of himself, uh, and 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 thinks, and he does think it should happen. I believe, and he's working incredibly hard. I think to try to make. He is working hard. I don't. Yeah. There is a disconnect somewhere. Something's not not happening, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I just think when you've got the stories of. Francis Tiafo, TFO, Danielle Collins, you know, Ash Barty leaving tennis. Like, I love how, how. The absence of taking anything for granted, the total lack of entitlement, the
1: and, and some the, of it the
3: preciousness is, of it all to them, is, and the perspective. Some of,
1: some of it is the media and and the people around him that have have also. T- assume that it's going to happen keep telling yeah. him that it's going to happen and i don't i must admit I, I think it must be quite hard for that not to seep into your subconscious even even if it's not at the forefront of your mind
3: um, yeah tfo's had it in america though yeah not to quite the same extent and not but he's on also quite the global scale but i'm saying that is a thing that happens it, it is and but he, he
1: has also come through just a, a, such a different type of life hasn't he that I suspect that does has kept him grounded. Absolutely,
3: you know? absolutely. But you know, it is what it is, isn't it? We all that—that's an explanation. It's, it's not an to excuse. Very good. Fun to deal with it. Yeah.
1: But look, look, no matter what you say, he's got to figure it out. Uh, otherwise, he's going to. And the, the danger is that this keeps happening, and the scar tissue does build because that felt a bit like. How scar long is Lendl
3: sticking around for?
1: The year, uh, I think. I don't think he would bail out before the end of the year. Unless they had a massive row, I don't think so. Um, just a couple of other scores here. and We're going to have to come back at the end of the uh, play here because uh, there's a lot going on and we want to be able to get this result of uh, Serena and Halapin. Uh, so grab Matt and Neil. certainly uh, come back and, and update you on where we are with that. But let's just get Catherine's uh, view quickly on... So Osaka came out from a set to love down. Again, another another wonderfully... Um, a an wonderful exercise in perseverance... Really. Maturity. Yeah.
3: Not dissimilar to, to what the the, the the um the sort of emotional chart that she had to follow in the uh Sue Shea. Yes, exactly. Match, right. Match yeah. match. Against um, Sevastova, against Stover so, so canny. So canny. I mean her demeanour on court is is so abysmal. <laughs> yes. I know she's aware of it
1: and it must cost her a couple of games It must have. I
3: mean, do, does she think that... Is it a sort of John McEnroe thing of thinking, oh, I need to do this to find myself. This is how I get the best out of myself. Or mm. is it just a I-can't-help-it I kind of a thing? I don't know. <laughs> her demeanor is so appalling. Yeah, it is awful. But her game is... Um, yeah, well, Kenny's exactly the right word. She's yeah. tricksy. Trixie. Uh, tri- and saga had to be good today. Very good. Yeah.
1: Victory today for Alina Svitallyna over Madison Keys, uh, that was a well, well put together win in the end.
3: Yeah, not the best match. There was they never really played. Both of them played well in spurts, but never at the same time. Yeah, it was one yeah. of those. Um, but you know, the the period during which Keys was playing well, Svitolina was just getting hit off the court. Yeah. So for her to keep her head and sort of wait that out, wait for the purple patch to run out. Uh, she did well though.
1: Um, we have uh, at the moment Kane Shikori, two sets to love down against Pablo Corena Buster. I don't remember the last time I said the name Pablo <laughs> Corena Buster.
3: US Open twenty seventeen.
1: Uh, a lot has happened to to a lot has not happened to him basically in the <laughs> in the last two years in terms of good stuff. Um, but anyway we'll see how that develops. At the moment, Luca Puy of France, 28 seed, and I'm going to have to go and talk, talk on the radio in a minute, but I just have to tell you that Luca Puy of France is currently two sets to one ahead against Borna Chorich, which is a heck of a good scoreline. And he's also 6 2 up now. He's got four match points, and he's in fact, done it. he has done it. Luca Puy, coached by Emily Moresmo. I do encourage you to go and read Ben Rothenberg's piece in the New York Times yes. on their relationship, which which is which is required reading. It's really really good read. And Puy is having his best Grand Slam in years. I mean, he's reached quarterfinal before, I believe, at a, at a Grand Slam, but he's had a, he's been in the doldrums.
3: U.S. Open 2016, of course, when he beat Nadal, his oh, yeah. big announcement onto the stage moment and uh, he's flattered to deceive since then and I've been quite harsh on him at times but I yeah. really am pleased I, I, for reasons I'm sure everyone can guess I'm very pleased that that coaching relationship is panning out and I hope to be able to talk to maybe even the both of them about it at some stage in the next few days because um, it's a big story that it's a big story personally you know, on, on a wider level um yeah, she's got a better coaching record than Andre Agassi at the moment.
1: She sure has. We'll be back <laughs> in a few minutes.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
1: So, a few hours later, and Serena Williams has completed victory against Simona Halep. It was an absolutely fantastic final set in which, really, I thought Halep was going to get the job done at one point because she was setting up break points, she was moving Williams around very well, and then suddenly Williams just started going for it, and she ripped the match from the hands of Simona Halep. That was my assessment. Uh, Grad Matz here, what did you think?
2: I wholeheartedly agree, yes Um, One of, probably one of the best matches of the tournament Certainly one of the best matches Serena's played since she's come back from giving birth And she was forced, I mean her level was so high anyway And she was forced to raise it even more Because as you said, Hallett was moving so well and moving the ball around And it was just overall a wonderful, wonderful match Yeah
1: yeah, it really was. It was a fantastic match and a great atmosphere afterwards. They both spoke very warmly of each other. And, and I think Halep's got a lovely way about her in as much as she, she kind of says, yeah, I'm the world number one, but <laughs> she's Serena Williams. She's the best player in the world. You and know. also
2: she had a great quote. She said at, at the start of the match, it was like being hit by a train the oh way way Serena came out firing yeah, after, after Hallett broke in the
1: first game. Six games in a row. We come to you now um, midway through the Novak Djokovic against Daniel Medvedev match um, which is as we speak to you two sets to one for Djokovic. It's been a fantastic contest I mean some of the rallies are extraordinary 30 to 40 shots long and Medvedev has done a brilliant job of living with him and he's eventually just being ground down it was once at all uh, a pivotal moment really Djokovic took a tumble and which was a bit of a concern for a second and he was at love 40 he seemed to go he gets a bit down in the dumps when he falls over and stuff like that I've noticed Djokovic he went love 40 down 2-1 down and Medvedev didn't take those chances and then it was just a complete write up for the rest of the set and by the end um Medvedev was actually tanking at the end of the uh, the set and he lost it six two. He's now two one down as we speak to you, uh, for for Djokovic. So I think this is probably gonna be done in four sets. Catherine Whitaker's back. Hello Catherine. I'm back. Yeah, she she went to go. Where did you go?
3: Well I have been here the 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 last assignment I had was five hours ago.
1: Uhhuh.
3: And uh I have spent four of the last five hours watching Kanishikori come back from two sets to love down again, and then another hour waiting for Kanishikori to turn down our interview request.
1: Oh, oh, no. oh dear, that's not very much fun, is it? Okay, well let's cheer <laughs> up. Let's, let's cheer up. <laughs> Can you talk about Kanishikori? It's,
3: it's been a beautiful ride. And uh, I've loved every minute of it. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, let's cheer up, Catherine. <laughs> Anybody got any jokes? Uh, no. It's not
3: jokes about Kanish Kori. Right. Okay. Why well, did he take an hour to even give a press? I assume it's because he was busy I watching mean, Djokovic to to know Catherine,
1: is. I mean, the guy was on. Fumes, no, no. I'm not saying to
3: come to press to even give a time. Right. That time could have been three hours in. Yeah, th- I no, mean, no. He could media, have said. Right. But I t- to to just... Uh, I, uh,
1: oh, or maybe you might have been... Me, a,
3: you've caught me in the aftermath of a, a brief moment of despair, David. Yes. Well, now we're going to cheer <laughs> you up.
1: Um, but uh, at least you're not feeling as bad as Pablo arena Buster, who was absolutely... I've never seen him lose his temper before. No. Well, he's just apologised in press conference. Has he?
2: Mm. Yeah. There was a... I mean... This is how much of a big moment it was. It was a packed Pablo Carreño <laughs> <the> press conference. Crikey! <laughs> it was big. He basically just said sorry because he, 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 he had
3: that match in his. I mean, frankly, the, his biggest apology will be to himself. He was. He, he had was the match in his hands. Two
1: sets to love up. Yes. Nishikori forces a fifth. He was then eight five up in the final set tie break. and then there was this, this there was this issue where I think I think the ball landed on the line, but I, but he and he tried to challenge, and the umpire didn't let him challenge. No, Is no, that right? Well,
2: he did. Well, what happened was the ball landed on the line, yeah. and it was a sitting duck of a shot for Nishikuri who hit it and hit it away for a winner. However, just after Nishikuri hit it away for a winner, the, the line umpire called it out, and Pablo Cunha-Busta did challenge, and the umpire did allow him to challenge. But when it was revealed that actually it was in, the umpire didn't let the point be replayed, he said, oh, well, it, it didn't affect Nishikori, it didn't affect you, it's Nishikori's point. Now, I see, where he's, I see what he's saying, but the fact that he let Pablo Crenia Busta the challenge, you then have to honour the result of the challenge, and it should have been a replay of the point.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and then Coronabuster Busta just went he ballistic.
2: Just he started, he? Yeah. just my, my Spanish swear words buzzer <laughs> was, was on, and, I, and they were all oh, coming really? out. Yeah. 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 Oh.
3: I mean, the match… You've got a buzzer. The match should have awesome. been dusted. <laughs> Yes. Um, I was watching that with some very um, blunt Aussie cameramen and <laughs> one of them just goes, why does he keep hitting it back to him? <laughs> and you know when you suddenly see something through fresh eyes? And I suddenly started watching it and I was like, he is just hitting it, but they're just hitting it back to one another. <laughs> it just—it was like they just didn't want the rallies to end. He, uh, and then, s- then the screen fl- flicked over to, to Djokovic Medvedev at its most sort of pivotal moment i mean all energy seems to have drain from that match because medvedev is physically gone which yeah. is a worry really after you know he's, he was gone he, after three sets but he's which, not
1: hardened to it is he no. I mean, trying to when you when you're court level watching somebody trying to live with djokovic which is where we are we're behind the players and we're literally sitting on the ground of the court and the physicality of it i can't get my mind around what, what they're doing, what they're having to do, what you have to do to stay with Djokovic. Yeah. And he was actually grinding Djokovic down at one point, but it's the resilience. It's his ability to come Just again. It's the
3: relentlessness. I do think, though, that... Jo- I, I think... First and foremost, Djokovic is the best tennis male tennis player in the world right now, and and still the heavy favourite for this title. But I also think he is more beatable than he was last time he was dominant when i think yeah. back to 3 yeah. years ago and that final against Andy Murray that that same Andy Murray would probably beat this Djokovic mm. in this final he is there are chinks there you know he was up a break in that second set medvedev worked his way back in at the start of the third set the he, the the moment he described with the fall and everything he was seriously rattled there yeah. shapovalov throwing away that that third set i still believe He's good enough, and perhaps the opposition isn't as high, and therefore he will win this title. Um, but, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it, but it's.
1: I think Nadal you know, tonight, if Nadal was fully yeah. fit, would hmm. probably fancy this. Yeah, um, but look, he's, Djokovic well, can probably he's, find he's, other he's, gears.
3: He's giving. uh, he's giving people reason to believe maybe he's beatable whereas a couple of years ago there was no hope there was no hope for anyone there was no glimmer Um, so yeah oh Daniel Medvedev's having a a vigorous thigh
1: rub yes I could do with one of those yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it's, uh, so it's two sets to one. It looks like that's going to be over. Um, let's just have a quick look at the order of play for tomorrow before, uh, before we depart for the night. Uh, what have we got tomorrow in the evening session? I can't the really evening remember.
3: session is Badi yeah. against Badi. They've put it on first. Congratulations, right decision. And that's followed by...
1: Who's she playing? Good bit of it. And that's oh, yeah. followed
3: by Nadal against... Um, Tiafo. Tiafo. Sit pass is on first. first tomorrow against Bautista Agut. Um, and that's followed no, by... No, 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 no. Yeah? Goran
1: Ivanisevic no. and Wayne Ferreira. <laughs> 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 Mansell Barami and Mark Filippo is A first. no-show
3: at Legends All Access Hour yeah. earlier.
1: Well... I think he had a good excuse, didn't he? His bloke was on the court.
3: Well, actually, Ranich got the job done so quickly. Goran oh, could, have could have scooted hard. his Absolutely. way over there. but
1: So, yeah, then it's Batistro Gut against Sitsipas, not before 12.30 local time.
3: Pavlichenkova-Collins. Uh, Collins. I, I think Collins isn't done here yet. Yeah,
1: me too. I think she's going to get... Uh, that, I tell you what, there's going to be some serious aggro in that. <laughs> oh, place. yeah. Because oh, Pavlichenkov doesn't take a step back either. David's uh, agrometer. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, Kovitovat Barty in the evening session, then it's oh. Tiafa against uh the one, isn't it? it and there's is. no there's Match-up no other ones. matches, are there? There's no other outside no. courts.
3: It's funny. Well they, 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 there's loads they of double shut matches. down Melbourne Arena earlier. Oh. oh really? Yeah, that's Melbourne Arena is done for the tournament and wow. it makes me start feeling weird and sentimental when it's that starts happening. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> Welcome to the Open. I know the Australian when they Open. turned the
3: lights off on court three earlier, I, I felt a bit hollow inside. Oh
1: dear. <laughs> hollow
3: it's it's the buzz of the outside courts that makes a grand slam
1: yeah
2: tennis mania for the first few days
3: tennis
1: mania it is talking to tennis mania and and getting a proper flavour of the tournament go and read Matt's blog daily blog on the tennis podcast website it's a fantastic read every single day Uh, sign up to our newsletter as well uh, on the tennis podcast website we'll also post a link on, on Twitter we are uh, doing our daily predictions, most of them are appalling. They're all in a, the <laughs> newsletter, um, and uh, yeah, go to our Instagram page. We have got all that. Hey, wow.
3: What? Did, what did we have today?
1: I don't know what do we have today. Wise. I can't remember.
2: Um, yours, well, you're bringing
1: this up because yours oh, is correct. I I oh, Catherine got hers oh, right. I didn't.
2: I wasn't allowed to pick that because you were picking that. Hmm. So I went for Sevastova over Osaka, so that was wrong. Which not sorry. Yeah, hmm? I, I, what
1: ne- did you I have? nearly got Keys over Sertalina right but I didn't. So, uh, because it was for telling One. So, yeah, look, if you like this podcast, tell people you know, okay, so that we can grow our audience. Do that. Leave us a review on iTunes. All these lovely things and we're going to be back with another one of these tomorrow. The Tennis Podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph Executive produced by tennisballs.com and our mascot is Rio the dog with a Y. Rio with a Y. We'll see you tomorrow.